welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church or to hear the entire message, go to www.anchorchurch.life. Today we are asking the question, what if you got rid of the one thing that is holding you back? You wait, wondering, isn't there more than this? But what if what you're waiting for is already with you? Embrace the power. Let it fill you. Step into who you were made to be. Awaken to what can happen through you. So today, what if? And the question I have for you today is simply this. What if you let go of the one thing that is holding you back? Notice the one thing is in quotations. We'll talk about that here in a second. But what if you let go of the one thing that is holding you you back. What would happen if that actually happened? And so today we're going to share a few things out of Matthew chapter 10. And if you're familiar, if you've been around church, if you've been a part of different things, you've probably heard the story of the rich young ruler. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today in his one thing, right? But what I want to do to introduce this whole idea is, is just share a little bit about my life and, and, and my relationship with my sweet, sweet, beautiful wife, Danil, who was over here playing on the keyboard a little while ago. We have been married almost 10 years. It's going to be 10 years this November. We're just a couple short weeks of about celebrating that anniversary. And we'll celebrate it here with you guys because that's, that's our life right now. Um, but we're going to do something special, I promise. And, um, but one thing that, and I don't know if married, married folk, married folk in the room, can I, any, any hands? Yeah, okay. All right. So then you probably know how this goes, men out there. Um, maybe you're like me. I don't know if you're like me, but there are different times where my wife will say something and, um, and I try to respond to it in the best that I know how, right? But again, responding in a way where I'm right. You know what I mean? The fellas, can I get something from you guys, right? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? So, so here... Here's, here's what, I can't even think of one instance because this happens way too much, but she'll say, hey, I really think we need to do this. And it, it's, it's gone from like buying a sink to health insurance. I mean, that's why I say I don't even want to get specific because it's so much. But she'll say, hey, I think it'd be really wise if we do this. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know, we don't have the money to do that right now. Or what if there's another thing that we could do that might be better? There may be a better situation. And she says, no, 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 I think that this is going to be the best, whether that's a rug or or a sink, or this is the best health plan for us right now, and, um, and, and I, I'm typically the one that's dragging my feet, right? And, um, and then, because I'm typically the one that was dragging my feet, we miss out on whatever it is that we potentially could have been a part of. Now, it's happened with insignificant things, and it's happened with some pretty significant things. And it's always come back to me, right, to say that I was wrong and we should have done something. So 
Um, guys out there, when we do stuff like that, we just need to, need to say that we're wrong, right? And so right now, some of, some of you are getting jabbed in the gut like, hey, pay attention. But they're not always right, right? I don't know. But the whole point of that, to me, to, for me to say that is, is simply this, that sometimes we will be held back by our own thoughts or our own actions or our own different things, and we are potentially not able to fully um, grasp or be a part of something that is so much bigger, right? Like the health insurance thing was real, right? We, we, we waited too long to, to do something in regards to our health insurance, and it, and it really messed us up. But it was, it was my fault because I, I was waiting to do something, and ultimately it prevented us from being a part of something that was a whole lot better for us. And so when we read this story of the rich young ruler, we see something very similar, and I just want to break that down. I explained last week how I like to break down different stories, and if you've been a part of the What If series over the last couple weeks, here's what's happened. The first week, we talked about how at the end of Jesus' tenure, that's a fun way to say it, right, his tenure here on earth, when right before, it was after he came back to life and before he, he ascended back into heaven, he told his disciples to seek the kingdom of God. That was like, that was he spent 40 days or something on the earth and that was like the one thing that we have that we read in scripture that Jesus was pouring into the disciples. It just said, seek the kingdom of God. So before Jesus disappeared, that was the one thing that was important that he wanted them to understand. So when we actually take the time to break that down, take a look at what that even means, what did Jesus' tenure or his time here on earth look like in two and a half to three years? What did he do? What did he focus on? And so we talked about that first week, how he loved people and how he spent time with people and how he cared about people and how he showed compassion towards people and how he would continuously say that the greatest commandment that you could ever do is love God and then love people. So if we're going to seek the kingdom of God, then we need to love people, all people at all times and care for them, show compassion and love on them. And the last week we talked about how in that pursuit of the kingdom of God, how a lot of times we can be uh, stumbled or we can be set back by our own decisions and how God can still use that opportunity. We talked about the parable of the, uh, of the, of the prodigal son, of the son who disappeared and, and he was living with the pigs and he felt convicted and he responded to that conviction, which we learned last week that conviction is simply just uh, learning that there's a better way. When we feel convicted on something, God's saying, hey, listen, there's a better way. And the prodigal son said, hey, there's a better way than sleeping with pigs and eating their food. I'm going to go back with my dad. So for us, we think sometimes our past is broken and we can't move on, just like that song we were just singing, that we can move on from that. And maybe that's the one thing that you came here to hear today is that simply it's okay. Your past is over. Let's turn it back around and let's move on. And God wants to have all of you. And today, we're going to talk specifically about how um, that one thing that we may have, like we think, you know what, I can't move on because my past is my past. Well, that may be your one thing. Or maybe I can't move on because this, of the, you know, this one thing. And we're going to talk about what the rich young ruler, what he went through. And, and that's the, the whole synopsis of today is to understand that that there's often way more than one thing, but there sometimes is one thing that's holding us back. So we see in Mark chapter 10, again, if you wanna follow along, you can go on our online hub. It's like an app, but it's a website. It's a web address. You can go to www.anchorchurch.com. 
online. It's different than our main website. And there's a lot of information in there uh, as far as message notes, the songs we sang today, if you want to check that out later on and, and have that on your Spotify playlist. Or if you want to um, know more about what's happening in Anchor Church, there's some, there's some announcements and different things in there that we won't actually say here today. So check that out. And you can actually register for baptisms and um, our baby dedication that we're going to have on November 19th on there. So if you're in that, you can read that or you can read along on the screen. In Mark chapter 10, verse 17, it says this. It says, as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him and asked him. Now, before we even read what he asked him, I want to point out that he is Jesus, okay? So as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up. Now, in my Bible, I have ran underlined because this is the desperation, right? If we're going to run up to somebody uh, that's, that's, when, that's when there's some desperation, right? When I, when, I, when I am running towards somebody, I need to tell them something. I need to alert them of something. I just don't casually walk up to somebody and say, hey, um, your son just smashed his finger in the door, you know? Like, we would r- urgently go up to somebody and say, hey, listen, you're, it's, it's, it's blood, you know? Like, I don't know how you would say it, but, you know, but you would run up. So here we see this man on this journey. When Jesus was on his journey, a man ran up, and then he threw himself down. He knelt down and asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So just in the title of this section, it's called The Rich Young Ruler. We know that he is simply this, rich, he's young, and he's a ruler. He's a leader. He has power, right? So here is the symbol of a man who has wealth, who has the energy of a young person, and he's got that going for him, and he is a leader. He is a person of, uh, of, of uh, he's a ruler, so he, he has that, that some sort of power. We don't know much about him, but we know that he has power. So to see this man come running up and throw himself down and kneel before Jesus and ask, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus responds with this. He says, why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. No one is good but one, God. You know the commandments. And before I go through what Jesus went through, he says this. He says, you know the commandments. Oh, it's up there. Um, But why do you call me good? So immediately Jesus is thinking, okay, I I see that you're, you know, you're you're throwing yourself down at me right now, but but why are you calling me good? Don't you know that there's only one that's good? See, this guy is running up to Jesus, and many believe that, that he didn't, like the, the rich young ruler didn't even know really who Jesus was. He had just seen some of the things that he was doing, and he had some sort of magical power, was doing something. So he had to run up to him and, and give himself. And we see that he's, a, that he's looking for more. He's, he's throwing himself down. He's looking for more from Jesus. But does he really even know who Jesus is to call him good teacher, and Jesus responds and says, so why do you call me good? Because again, Jesus knows his heart and knows who he is because he knows our thoughts, he knows what's going on in our lives, and he, he says, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, God, and you know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, and honor your father and your mother. And the, and the guy says this, he says, Teacher, I have kept all of these from my youth. I have done all these things. Ever since I was young, ever since I was really young, I have been able to keep all these things that you speak of. Now, Jesus in other parts of the scripture talks about how 
when we are angry with somebody or when we are upset with somebody that we have gone ahead and committed murder in our heart. We have, when we, have, when we are, have that type of anger towards somebody, that, that, is, that is essentially like murdering somebody in our thoughts. And then we, when we think lustful thoughts on somebody or when we look at somebody and we have those thoughts, that that is already committing adultery. So right there, right? Anybody ever been angry? I'm not going to ask the second question. So you can just, <laughs> you can say, have you been angry? You've been angry, right? So this guy, do not, do not commit um, adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud and honor your father and your mother. This guy says, hey, I've, I've kept all these things. And Jesus knows his heart. Jesus knows where he's coming from. Jesus knows what's going on in this guy's life. And he says, okay. Then looking at him, Jesus loved him. Very importantly, and, and I, again, I highlighted that in my Bible, Jesus loved him and he said to him, you lack one thing, sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have a treasure in heaven. Then follow me. So it's so important here to understand that, that this guy, when he's running up to Jesus, he says in verse 18, um, no, back even before that, he said, uh, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do? And he keeps on thinking that this is something that I have to do. And then again, Jesus rattles off these commandments. It's like this, hey, you, know, you think that you've done well. Let me tell you what the commandments are. And, and, and he's like, oh, I've got that. I've done those things. And again, Jesus knows his heart. So he, he, he offers this, this, uh, this one thing, right? Sell your possessions, So as we're sitting here today, all of us have one thing. We probably have two things, three things. This guy thought that he had it all figured out. And Jesus says, no, I, I know what's going on in your life. I know you. And I know that there is at least one thing. That's the thing that Jesus points out. But as we read through these things, we know that there's probably some other things that this guy was really probably dealing with. I mean, he was a liar, right? So Jesus says, you lack one thing. Go and sell what you have to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Verse 22, one of the saddest verses, and I think in scripture he says, but he was stunned at this demand and he went away grieving because he had many possessions. So we have this guy who had this one thing. We know that he was rich. We know that he was young. We know that he had power. And Jesus knew straight to his heart what was going on in his life. And he says, hey, listen, I th you think you've got it all down. But you need to give up that one thing. Now, one of the things about Anchor Church is that we don't celebrate the fact that we're not perfect, but we recognize the fact that we're not perfect. It's built into who we are, even in our logo. When we had our logo designed, I wanted to have it not perfect. So you'll see some blemishes because we all have blemishes. There's all, all of us have flaws and imperfections. At the center of our logo, there's a cross because we need Jesus. Jesus was the one that was perfect and he died on the cross for our sins. And he, we are made perfect in him. And better than Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, he rose from the grave three days later and there's a symbol of an empty tomb at the top of our anchor. And then because of what he did for us and the way that we live our lives, we wanna be generous. And so there's arrows, the arrows on an anchor point outward because we wanna be generous with our time, our talents, our treasure, and our testimony. 
But the first thing about it is that we're not perfect. So this man basically was standing before Jesus and saying, listen, I've done all this. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm perfect. And again, we don't want to celebrate the fact that we're not perfect, but we want to recognize the fact that we are because, listen, we're all broken. We all have blemishes. We all have things that are going on in our lives that we don't respond the way that we should respond to. Uh, we maybe commit adultery with our mind. We may commit murder with our mind. We may not honor our father and our mother. That's where the parents are jabbing their kids, right? So we all have more than one thing. But Jesus was digging in deep to this man. And he said, the one thing that you have that you need to give up is your wealth. And the man couldn't do it. He was so tied to his possessions, whether that was actual money, the things that he owned, whatever it was, he could not give it up. And a lot of times this is made out to be this story about how uh, we need to just throw our money to Jesus. But that's not what it is. Because some people, that's not, a, that's not a problem. That's not their one thing. That's not their number two, number three, number four, number five thing. The whole point of this in context is just looking at our own selves and seeing what is holding us back from pursuing Jesus. For me, for the longest time, I chased after Jesus when I was 16 years old. It was explained to me how the gospel works, and it was simply put in front of me that it didn't matter what I did or didn't do. It wasn't this checklist. Jesus, when he's given this list of the commandments, he's not putting this checklist before this guy to see if he actually passed the test. It's not St. Peter at the pearly gates checking off whether you did or didn't do different things. It simply was put before me this, and this is what the gospel, this is what the scripture tells us, that when we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. And so for us to have eternal life with him, it would be simply this. As Jesus leaves it for the man, he says, come follow me. That's all Jesus wants from us, is for us to follow him. The very first message that we preached here at Anchor Church was simply that Jesus just wants you. He doesn't want the mess. He doesn't care about everything else that's going on in your life. He wants to have you front and center, and he wants to spend time with you. He wants you to come and follow him. He wants that relationship. He wants that time with you. And so for all of us in the room, there's nobody here that fits the bill where this doesn't apply to you, but there is something in your life that is causing you not to pursue Jesus a little bit more than you are. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.